the 411 Live. Where you can learn about issues that affect us every day. State of World 411 Live. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your December 16th of 2020, the commissioner of Major League Baseball announced that Negro League, specifically the seven leagues that played between 1920 and 1948, would retroactively be included in Major League Baseball stats. That's huge. Big deal. And after 100 years, I say it's about time. Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, real people, real talk. Joining me is Mr. Dennis Biddle, and this is a special guest. He is probably one of the youngest living members of Major League Baseball. Mr. Biddle, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Beverly. This is a thrill. This is really a thrill. Now, I talked about the the stats and including major league uh, in Negro League baseball, and that includes twenty nine seasons, about thirty four hundred players. When you heard this announcement, what was your reaction? Well, my reaction was just like if those old older guys that are going home now had heard this, what they would have said. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. The players, and they knew they was as good or as better, but couldn't do anything about it. Um, so those guys are never known the, you know, something that should have happened a long time ago coming out. Uh, I've often said, Beverly, uh, in the last 25 years since I uh, organizing a uh, foundation to rec- represent the living players, I've always known that um, there were two major leagues, one white, one black, and unequal. Yeah. And as I travel around the country speaking to my young people, this is one of the things I say to them because they all heard about Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Jackie was just one out of 3,500 men played in that league. Uh, and 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 all they was asking for in the later year was just an ap- apology from the major league. That's all they wanted, just an apology uh, about what ha- happened to them. Yeah. And uh, I'm thankful for the 100 year final the league. They said something about it. But you know, it, each generation you bring in new people and they have different ideas, and finally, the new people that got in there now finally decided it's about time. Yeah. Thank God for that. What do you think was left out? You know, the stats are included. What's left out? Well, well see, Beverly, uh, the history has not been accurately about the Negro Baseball League. There's no way they can... Uh, have uh, the correct stats of the Negro Baseball League because the records were not kept accurately. Some of them were kept pretty good. Thank God for the three newspapers, the three black newspapers. This is where they got the information from because they were not following the Negro League. Only the black newspapers, the Courier from the uh, uh, Defender from Chicago and 
Pittsburgh Courier and Memphis Courier, those were the newspapers that uh, these historians and writers got their information from. They did the best they could do during that time. And uh, yes, they're going to have a problem uh, using the stat. Yeah, this is going to be a, get a, a major undertaking. Yeah. Because if you take, uh, let's take Josh Gibson, for instance. Uh, Mr. Gibson played his entire life in the Negro Baseball League. Mm-hmm. They, they recorded over 900 home runs that he hit, over 900 home runs that he hit. But I'm I'm gonna uh, and 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 that's not all of them. That's just some, some of them. Wow. Uh, if you talk to some of those older players that's gone home now, they will tell you, "Hey, Josh hit more home runs than that." You know, we never played a game where he didn't hit two or three home runs out of the park. Uh, moving along further than that, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron played in the Negro League. Ernie Banks played in the Negro League, uh, 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 um, and many, many more guys like um, um, Roy Caminella and Don Newcomb, all those guys played in the Negro League before they went to the Major League. So if you take the Negro League record and put it with the Major League record, they would be, I would say, you know. Right. Uh, if you took Hank Aaron, you know, what, 700 home runs, you take on runs he hit in the Negro League, he'd be up to 100. Wow. So so they're going to have a little problem with the stat doing it that way. But you know, Beverly, when I looked at, when I heard this, and I heard the word stats, you know, those old men knew that they their play, their technique and play on the baseball diamond was equal or better than that on the major league. They knew this, but they couldn't do anything about it. Right. So when the major league said they should, we're going to use the Negro League as a minor, uh, as a, a major league stat, stat. They should alleviate the stat and say major league, Negro League was equal to the major league because they were. Gotcha, gotcha. Let me let's let's go back. I want to take you back to um, when you entered uh, Negro League baseball. You were a wide-eyed seventeen-year-old, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> what was that like? Um, okay. When I and I talk about this in my book, Beverly, because it, it, it was a part of my life. I I I, I excel in baseball. I, I had scholarships to play football and basketball in college. And uh I wanted to play baseball. Jackie had opened the door, so I knew I was good enough. I felt I was. But I had I was never scouted by scouts. They weren't scouting their black players at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just starting out when Jackie. Uh, but I came in during a time when Major League, uh, the Negro League team, were used as a training ground for the Major League. They were training young black ball players for the Major League, and they were being trained by these old men that we are talking about today. Played. They became coaches, they became trainers and managers and owners. And they this was a way of life for them because they had missed their calling. So to them, to, to prepare Ernie Banks and Hank Garrett and Dennis Biddle for the major league, this was quite a, uh, a relief for them, give them some kind of credibility. Right. And uh, 
So this is what really happened when I came in. I knew, I felt I was good enough for the major league. And uh, I, I, you know, I was being recruited by the Chicago Cubs. Uh, what, what the historians and the writers miss, those teams, those players that, that missed the calling, that was coaching us and training us, uh, they, they had all the young players sign long binding contracts. This was a money-making idea for them because if a major league team was interested, they had to purchase that contract from the team he was on. The team he was on would get enough money to train those old, young, older guys, the younger guys, to keep the league going. So this is like minor league. The Negro League was used as a minor league. Right. So uh, if, see, Branch Rickey, Long Range Gold Beverly was to use the Negro League as a minor league system for the major league. And that's what it really was without the credibility. They don't talk about that. You know, they only talk about the players that came from the Negro League, like Hank Aaron, Alan Banks, and William. And that was a lot of more players that went to the minor league, went to went to the major league team. You don't even talk about them, but they all came through the Negro League. Gotcha. Reggie Jackson. Oh, yeah. Frank Robinson never played in the Negro League. They didn't have to because the Negro League team went to high school, colleges, and playgrounds to get their talent. Once Jackie opened the door, the major league started going to those outlets to get talent. That's why Reggie Jackson, Frank Robinson, and many more that never Played in the Negro League because the major league went where they were and signed them. Gotcha. Gotcha. The Negro League team could not compete. That's what broke up. That's why the Negro League ended in 1960. Well, let's let's talk about that because this announcement covers 1920 to 1948, and the Negro League, as you mentioned, continued until 1960. And you right. came aboard in 19 what 50, 1953. So this stat, this announcement, does not cover the time that you were in the Negro League. Um, how how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, 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 that's one of the problems they're going to have because they use the word stats. From 1950 to 1960, very little stats were kept about the Negro Baseball League. But yet, it produced players that are now in the Baseball Hall of Fame, like I just said, yeah. Ernie Bank, Hank Aaron, and, and Willie Mays, and really many more. So they should let us, the stats, when it said stats, that kind of messed it up because they should have said the Negro League was as equal to the major league, and they were. Yeah. All of the Negro League ball players would not have been Hall of Famers. Same as the major league. All the players they put in the major league are not Hall of Famers. Right. But they are major league. And that should be the same for the Negro League players. Right today, Beverly, we have about 40 players still living. Um, most of them in their 80s and 90s. Uh, we have three right here in Milwaukee uh, that's still living, two in their 90s. Wow. Uh, and uh, thanks to the Milwaukee Brewers, they do on us every year. And they've been doing this for over 20 years. Uh, this is uh, some of the teams uh, um, honor some of the players, you know, 
but to give us a formal apology, the league itself was never given until a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's after a hundred years. Isn't that amazing? Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk a little bit more about the Negro League and the inclusion into the Major League Baseball stats. Stay with us. I don't think we're free in this country. And for a hundred years, you saw black people menaced and targeted and lynched and beaten and brutalized. I think we're burdened by this history. You are obligated to do something to address that. Well, you become part of the problem. More people have to be willing to do that uncomfortable, inconvenient thing that justice requires for things to get better. We don't have to fear fairness. We don't have to fear equality. We don't have to fear doing the right thing. Truth can inspire change. Learn more at EJI.org. Welcome back to the 411 Live. I am talking to Mr. Dennis Biddle, who is a former Negro League baseball player. And I want to ask you, tell me a little bit about the differences. Thinking about the Negro League, how was... um, how was it different from at that time we could call it basically a white league because before uh blacks were included in major league baseball what the style of play was it different no it was not it was Beverly you know I talk to my young people about this all the time because they're not going to get it in a book I talk about the history the part of history that was handed down to me as a 17-year-old riding that bus every day with these old living legends, listening to the things that happened back when they were playing, uh-huh. things that would never be recorded because it was, unless they somebody unless they told it, it would have never been been told. And uh, it was it was quite an experience for me. I I I learned a lot about life. I learned a lot about the, league, the Negro League, cause mm-hmm. I knew I was good enough for the major league. I was waiting for my opportunity, thanks to the Chicago Cubs. As a as a free agent, I went there in 1954, 55 rather, and uh, I I I met Jackie Robinson when I was a free agent with the Cubs, and wow. we had dinner downtown. This is something that will always be with me, Beverly. I met this man. We had dinner downtown Chicago with four of us, five of us. Newcomb never showed up, but Roy Camanella, Jackie, Ernie Banks, and Gene Baker. I sat there looking at this man. You know, his hair was white. You know, I'm I'm 19 years old. Right. And, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm on my way to the major league. <laughs> and I said to him, because uh, when I riding that bus and didn't call all kind of names, Beverly. We couldn't eat in the restaurants. Mm. I didn't care about that because I was eating sleep on the bus. I listened to those old men tell, talk to me about what happened 20 years ago in the Negro League. So it was fun to me to eat and sleep on the bus, but it wasn't fun to those old men. 
But many times when they call me names and things, I would think about quitting, going back home. So I said to Jackie, I said, Mr. Robinson, did you ever think about quitting? He looked at me and called me kid. He's a kid. I thought about it every day. Mm. He said, but I had made a promise that I would open the door so other young black players would be able to play in the major league. Beverly, Jackie told me this. This is something that will always be here with me. And I talk about it everywhere I go because that's a part of my life I'll always remember. Wow. Wow. You know, you look at Major League Baseball and, you know, it's kind of glamorous. You think of it as kind of glamorous, uh, you know, they're going on the, on the bus, nice bus to different places. For the, the major or the Negro League teams, it wasn't as glamorous, I take it. No, it wasn't glamour. And we had the condition we had to play on and on and will. Uh, you know, I think about these, these older men, and I know that's why I'm doing what I do now for the remaining other players. Yeah. Uh, I had an opportunity as a young black man playing baseball to play well and against to see probably some of the greatest baseball players ever played the game. And when I go to the ballpark and I look at these young men playing, and I reminisce back to those guys, it's such a difference, you know. And and they're always coming up to me now saying, hey, Mr. Bill, do you think the ball players today are better ball players than back when you were playing? And my question is yes. They're better today because they got better equipment, mm. better, they're trained better. I said, we we didn't have that. We had natural talent. It was natural talent. Yeah. Are you uh kind of excited to see how the leaderboard will change with include by by including the Negro League stats? Uh for the last 25 years, though. I have been working with the major league. Thanks to Bud Seeley. We got pension for some of the players before they died. Major league pension. Thank Bud Seeley helped the foundation get pension for some of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, the criteria they set to get it. Four years of playing in the Negro League to qualify for a major league pension. Uh, most of the players was gone home by then. A few of the players got it. We got it for 79 players. Mm. But most of the players living now did not qualify because they played in the 50s. So in the 50s, Bud Sealy set up a, a volunteer payment plan, which would include if you played three or more years in the Negro League. Okay. Nothing for the guys that played one or two years. The guys that's living now, most of them played only one or two years in the Negro League before, um, you know, either going to the minor league, major league, or, or, or too old to play. So I was, I asked the commissioner twice, the new commissioner. I wrote him letters twice, asking him to lower that criteria to one year. If they did that, Beverly, for one year, that would include all of the living players that's oh. that living now that played in the Negro baseball. 
I have not heard back from him. Uh, I hope with the change that has come now would include those players. Because in the major leagues, because of us, the major league used to be six years to get a pitch. But because of the grievances that I found with the major league, they have changed it now to 43 days. Oh, wow. Any player play in the major league for 43 days now received the major league pension and benefits. So if they include the rest of the players in this, in this deal, then I will be satisfied and I will feel that something has been done to heal the wounds of the major league baseball. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I'm so glad you're doing that. Now, I know that you, um, as you talked about, you spread awareness um, about Major League uh, Base or Negro League Baseball. You're an advocate for the uh, uh, living players, the surviving players. And you have an exhibit where people can co- go and see more and learn more, right? Yeah. They, uh, the exhibit right now is located at Mayfair Mall. Uh, upstairs across from book, Barnes and Noble Bookstore. It's been that going on two years now. And uh, a lot, uh, my wife uh, is in charge of this. She's, uh, uh, when I speak at colleges and universities, they always get one of the exhibits before I come, mm-hmm. educate the people what's happening. But here, they get a chance to, uh, she changes it every other month. And they get a chance to learn about a part of history that was kind of swept under the rug. Uh, the part I'm talking about from 50 to 60, that part of history was not very little was written down about it. And uh, so they get a chance to talk to me. I'll be there sometime and uh, get pictures with me. And there's some artifacts from, from me, my rookie baseball card and my book. I wrote a book. Secrets of the Negro Baseball League is there along with the DVD to go with the book. Nice. And, uh, you know, that's, it's an uh, educational piece for uh, our young people to see, anybody that wants to see and read about that part of history. Are you hoping that more young people, more African-American uh, young people will gravitate towards Baseball. I know basketball is really popular, but baseball as well. Yes. Uh, my wife has started a foundation in my honor, Dennis Bill Scholarship Fund. And uh, with this, we, we got a, 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 a T ball for a cause. Uh, you start a youngster out at four years old, we're going to start him out at four years old, teaching them the game of baseball. And uh, so by the time they get, to Little League, they will know uh, about baseball, and most of them will want to play baseball. Uh, you have to be nine years old uh, to play Little League. Gotcha. So a lot of the kids nine years old, you get hit with the ball one time, he's not going to play anymore. <laughs> you know? And uh, so we felt, we, it was my idea to start it, uh, T-ball for a car. We're going to teach four years old, they sign up. The Beckham Stapleton Little League is uh, one of the uh, the little league in Milwaukee that's got this already. Very cool. Uh, but we're gonna uh, make it bigger and better. Hopefully, we 
include a lot of more young black players that would normally they, they can play basketball and football if they want to, but mm-hmm. we're going to introduce them to baseball. And uh, maybe that was going to make a change. Very good. What would you like uh, to leave our listeners with uh, when they think of Negro League Baseball? Uh, I would like for them to uh, understand that a lot of the books, and I may be stepping on some toes, Beverly, but I do this all over the country. A lot of historians and writers wrote about our history, picked out their part just to sell a book. Mm-hmm. The real history was now never revealed. And I just wish there's no one book that's going to tell it all. But uh, I just wish that they would, after reading about this, don't just read one book and, and, and settle on this is the way it was, because there are several books out there that, that tell bits and parts of the Negro League, but there's not one book that's going to tell it all. Okay. I wish they would just uh, interview, talk to some of these old men that are still living around the country in their 90s. And, and, and it, it, the 90-year-olds got a mind that you would, they can remember dates and things that happened when they were playing. Wow. Uh, take me some time to, uh, you have to talk about something for me to remember. <laughs> but uh, these old men, and, 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 and they kept their own stats. They'll tell you. That's wonderful. I don't know statistician following us, taking down the stat. They kept it. I, I pitched. I won seven games. I won 20 games. I, you know, I hit 320. They kept up with it. It wasn't accurate, but it was something that they could rely on. Very cool. Living legends. And you are one of them. Tell me again so they can include your book in this library on Negro uh, Baseball. Yeah. What, what is it? The Negro Baseball League. The title of the book as told by Dennis Biddle. Secrets of the... This is just one, Beverly. I'm writing the second book now. And I've been writing it for two years now. But this book I'm writing now is based on information that was handed down to me from these older players that have been gone 20 years now. Excellent. They never left me. It's still with me. The notes, the things that they told me about what happened to them in the Negro baseball. Excellent. And uh, that's going to be uh, my last, Custer's uh, last thing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a good one. Yeah. Mr. Dennis Biddle, I am so glad you shared your time with me. I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate all the, all that you're doing and bringing awareness to Negro League Baseball. That is, a, like I said, you're a living legacy. So thank you for all that you do. Yeah. And thanks for joining me. Uh, uh, the Negro League store is uh, from Thursday through Sunday, 10 to 5. Gotcha. Thursday through Sunday, 10 to 5 at Mayfair Mall. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Beverly. All right. And thank you for joining me for another edition of the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. You know, we are a nonprofit organization, so if you would like to be a sponsor, donate, contribute, go to our website, the411live.org. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor. This is the 411 Live. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, 
the411live.org. 